to buy proclaimers and send to India and, uh, and the Matili people. And, and we have uh, been supporting uh, the schools over there, the, the, missions, uh, uh, the missions teams, the church planning teams over there. And, and we have an opportunity tonight to, to hear an awesome man of God who is doing incredible things. Uh, uh, brother Doug, he has, he has just gone on and on and on, I'm telling you. And so I'm excited for tonight. Uh, we have Dr. Stanley Kilgore from, uh, Center Grove, right? Center Grove, uh, Baptist Church here in Coleman and, uh, brother David Bora from India and, they're, and, and they're going to do kind of an interview style, uh, uh, message tonight and just kind of share the, the testimony and what God's doing over there. God is doing some incredible things and I am so glad to be a partner with that and be a part of what's going on. Are y'all, amen? Amen. amen? amen. Well, let's pray and ask God to bless us tonight and I know that you're going to receive a blessing, all right? Lord, thank you so much for salvation. Thank you for the opportunity of knowing Jesus Christ and having, uh, Lord, uh, the opportunity to know him and make it to glory. Thank you for the home you're preparing for us in heaven. I pray right now that you will just fill our hearts with joy tonight. I pray that you will fill our hearts with anticipation and excitement about the mission field and what's going on in other parts of the world. Lord, I am so glad to know that the church is alive and well in this world. And God, I pray that, Lord, that we can catch the vision, we can catch that same fire. Uh, Lord, we can catch the excitement of what's happening over here. America, The church in America is in trouble, Lord, and I pray that we will find, Lord, and see what you want us to do here to be a blessing to the whole world. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Brother Stan. Amen. Thank you, Brother Malcolm. We're delighted to be here tonight. The story tonight is not about me. It's about uh, Brother David. Uh, I heard about David and his story several years ago being connected with the Maytili Alliance. Had a chance to meet him in person in uh, March of this year and been around him all week. Heard his testimony Sunday night. Uh, Monday morning, uh, I heard him. I thought he was on the telephone about day, but it was way, way before daybreak, about 5 o'clock. And uh, went on for well after an hour. And I told my wife, I said, well, I got my iPhone and looked at what time it was in India. And I said, I guess he's on the phone. And later on found out he wasn't on the phone. He was on his knees. And uh, he'd been praying well over an hour for uh, the other church planters and their families. And he said, I get up every morning, 5 o'clock. And I play, pray for all the other church planters, their people, their children, their wives, and all of that. That's what kind of man he is. And I've asked him tonight to cover... Gosh, there's so much in his story that's, that's so great. But I've asked him to cover a few areas, uh, how he was a Hindu. He came out of that. He's a military man. And how God brought him uh, through really probably the sickness of his wife to the foot of the cross. And how from there he has started. Well, David, you take it. Tell your story. Okay. First of all, I would like to thank you. for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's really His plan and purpose in my life to testify Him that what He has done in my life. Really, He has done a great, great thing in my life. His love is so great. I was a Hindu man. I was born and brought up a Hindu. I was born in uh, 7 April 1948, 
was viewed as a Hindu. My father gave me a Hindu god's name. You know, Hindu people worship 23 million god and goddesses. And then uh, Ram is the number one god of the Hindus. And then uh, Ram was my name. My father was the old, strong Hindu. So he gave me that Ram as my name. So I was a grieve as a Hindu and I uh, went to school and college after operation of my college I joined the army and started suffering from sickness. We didn't know what was the sickness. We took her to doctor. Doctor diagnosed her that she was suffering from brain tumor. The doctor said that her brain tumor was covered up the whole brain. She will not live. She will die. So there we were in so much sorrow and pain. And here my wife was dying. We could not help her. By any way, I was crying out of, to my Hindu god and goddesses for help. There was no help. She was suffering for five years and there was no help. One day I got angry with my Hindu god and goddesses and I turned down all the pictures and the idols of my Hindu god and goddesses and threw them away from my home. And I cried out, Oh God, are you really there? If you are there, help me. Really, God is true and living God. God is loving God. He heard my cry. And he sent, just after one day, an evangelist to my house. Evangelist came and knocked at my door. And I opened the door here he came and he asked me, are you Hindu or Christian? I said, I'm Hindu. He asked me, have you heard about Jesus? I said, no, I have not heard about Jesus. I heard about Christians. The Christians are there. It's a religion. I, didn't, I have not heard about Jesus. So he said, can I tell about Jesus to you? Yes, you can tell. I was seeking for help. So here I was willing to hear his about Jesus. So he told me about Jesus. He told me the gospel that how God so loved the world that he gave it his only begotten son that whosoever believe unto him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus came to this world as a man to die for our sin and was buried raised up again on third day because he loved us and want to save us. Hearing this gospel, I was convicted and I accepted Lord Jesus Christ that day as my personal savior. And from that day onward, I felt something changed me and completely difference in me. And then I started praying for my wife. There was no Promises of a healing for my wife. But still, 
someone told me that she will be healed and i started praying for my wife within two months she was completely healed and she could do all things she could walk she could really work everything was perfect it was great joy for us and we really believe in jesus i told her that jesus has healed her and the house the evangelist came and told me about jesus and i accepted jesus she accepted lord jesus christ and she believed in jesus and we both took what baptism and we started going to church and learn about jesus more and the scripture and in the meantime that we went to recheck again with doctor and doctor checked and found no tumor no sign of tumor praise god and doctor said how it happened what you did so i said i did nothing but jesus has healed her so he wanted to know about jesus i told him about jesus and i gave him the gospel he believed in jesus and accepted lord jesus christ as his personal savior the hindu doctor became christian so like that we were very happy we were witnessing for christ in the military battalion and many people came to christ in the military battalion we started a church because of that great healing of my wife we had opportunity to tell about jesus to people so people started coming to christ so many people came to christ we had a church there battalion commandant got angry and he posted me out from the battalion headquarters to a interior post of sina border on punishment i was a very uh, <coughs> very much uh, you know uh, rejoicing in christ and uh, i was always witnessing for christ i used to sing uh, in for christ so i went to that post also and with joy i started witnessing there also <laughs> so in that bedland there many people believe in jesus christ because it was a great witness for lord jesus christ that he healed my wife from brain tumor it was a great witness of god's love to the people so people believed in jesus and accepted and there also we started a church then from there also they wanted me to post it out again but i prayed that time i i had another baby child uh, just he was one year so i prayed lord if i go on like this uh, transfer again and again just after one year and uh, six months it will be difficult for me with little babies and all so i prayed what is your will so that night god showed me a dream i got a dream jesus appeared me in dream i with a complete white dress from neck to toe and bright shining face he called me david david my name was ram it was not david so i i confused i didn't answer he called me third time david then 
I, I said, whom you are calling Lord? Then Jesus said, I am calling you. I am calling you. I have changed your name. You are no more Ram. Today you know what you are David. You go away from this service. Quit this service and go home. And give the gospel to your people. I will save them. So then I was really convicted. And I was crying in my dream. And uh, maybe I was crying so loudly in dream. My uh, seven year old, that the first girl, uh, daughter came and, uh, you know, wake up me. Daddy, daddy, what happened? You were crying. I said, yes, I was crying that time also. Uh, when I woke up, she woke up me. And I said, I'm crying. Jesus wants me to quit this job and go home. So I'm crying because God wants me to serve him. My daughter said, okay, daddy, we'll go home. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> she was little baby. She didn't know anything. So said, we'll go home. She wanted to go home. <laughs> so uh, that day I understood that uh, Jesus wants me to serve him. Jesus wants me to quit the service. And I go home and give the gospel to my people. And, uh, next day I went to uh, give my teacher's application to commandant. And commandant uh, really got angry. Why you are going teachers? Huh? How you will take care of your uh, family? Uh, I said, uh, God has called me to serve him. So he will take care of my family. I said, uh, he got angry, but uh, still he could not say anything. Uh, God was uh, working in his heart also maybe. So he signed and uh, made me go. So I come out from the service. I went home. My father, when he knew that I became Christian and changed my name from Ram to David, he got angry. <laughs> and he kicked me out from his house. He said, you become Christian and you have changed the name I gave you. And now you have no place in my house. So I went out from his house and my brother, uh, youngest brother, he was so kind of me and then uh, he kept a room, small room, 12 feet to 12 foot small room to stay with my family. I was to say in that room, cook in that room, eat in that room and sleep in that room. Night time we spread the mat and sleep upon it and that time we used to roll it and keep it inside and do all things. Like that, I spent the days and prayed and prayed for my people and started giving the gospel. My brother came to Christ. He brought his wife to Christ. And like that, all my family, one after another, they accepted Lord Jesus Christ because it was the great miracle took place in the life of my wife that was really convicting all my family. So one after another, all my family converted to Christianity. And then one day my father and mother also came to Christ. So we had a good church in that village. So from that time onward, we were just preaching and preaching and reaching out our villages there. We started 10 churches. So Satan got angry. Satan got angry and he 
make me attacked by the non-Christians. Non-Christian people attacked me while I was coming home in the evening uh, one day uh, from the preaching. People attacked me and beat up me half dead and left me to die on the road. The incident was I reported to my wife. My wife uh, came and uh, took me to hospital. I was unconscious. I didn't know anything what went on me. When I became in chains, then I knew that uh, everything was uh, in bandage. I was in a horrible condition of pain. So I thought I will die. But thank God, God kept me alive. In three months, I was healed again in a hospital. So after three months, I was released from hospital. And again, I went to home and started visiting the churches that established and tried to again reach out to other people also. But really, Satan was very angry. He was trying to destroy me. He made these Hindu people to report in the police station that I was a terrorist leader with a false accusation. That police came and arrested me and interrogated me. Oh, you are a terrorist leader. You bombed many places. You shot many people. Tell us where you bombed, where, whom you shot. I know not him. I am not a terrorist, I told. I have not bombed, I have not sued anyone. I just preach the gospel. I am a servant of God. Jesus wants me to preach his gospel to you. He loves you. But the police, Hindu police won't listen. He sent me to jail. I was in jail for four months. And when I was in jail, Hindu people, the non-Christians destroyed my whole properties. They burned down my house to the ground and they tried to kill my whole family. And my family somehow they escaped from that place to other place, shifting to the other location. They came to see me in the jail. Police didn't allow them to see. And I didn't know what happened. And Nobody came to see me, but still God was with me. God did miracle in the jail. Uh, God told me one day uh, that the one lifetime imprisoned prisoner was sick, that if I pray for him, he will be healed, and I will have opportunity to tell the gospel to hold jail in that uh, hall. So I did as God told me. I prayed for that uh, prisoner and afternoon I prayed, evening he was healed. And I prayed in the name of Jesus Christ, let this man be healed, Lord. <laughs> so he wanted to know about Jesus. He said, you said in the name of Jesus Christ, who is this Jesus? So I said, Jesus is the son of God who came down from heaven to die for our sin. And he was crucified on the cross and he was buried and rose up again on third day to save us, 
to give us eternal life. If you believe today, you will be saved. Oh, he was convicted. And all the people that were listening, they were convicted. And really, they came to Christ. And I had a good church in the jail. <laughs> Again. I started singing, worshiping, and telling them about Jesus. And praying together with them. So jailer got angry. Jailer reported to commissioner. Uh, that if uh, I will be there in the jail, whole jail will become Christian only. So let him go out. So commissioner came and said, yes, uh, Mr. David, we have not found uh, your charges are proven. So you please go from our jail. So I was released from the jail, praise God. And uh, when I was released, I knew that my family was shifted to other location. My property was destroyed. My house was burned down. Then I went from that place to join my family. And from that time onward, I have been preaching. Planting churches after churches. And I have planted in Northeast India 1,800 churches. And I got the opportunity to plant churches among the Maitilis as the Maitili Alliance has supported us to train the church planters and plant church among Maitili unreached people group who has not even one person Christians. They are uh, <coughs> unreached people group and before they were closed community, nobody could preach among them. If somebody went to preach them, they would get beaten or they were killed. But today, they're opened. So we got opportunity through Metali Alliance to preach the gospel. And we could plant 345 churches this year. So thank you for uh, supporting us and praying for us. Now I have adopted 17 orphans in my home and I have 17 orphan children. My wife taking care and my own children are all grown up. So now we have 17 <coughs> small, small children from 3 years to 14 years. So pray for us and Help us so that we can really plant more churches. India is a big country. Over 1.5 billion people living in that country. Only 99% people, 1% uh, people are Christian, 99% people are non-Christian. Over 30, uh, 100,000 people, uh, means uh, villages, 30, 100,000 villages are still unreached. So we want to reach out those people. We want to reach out those villages. Please pray for us. We are in great need. We need your help. God has brought us, brought me especially, uh, to tell you this uh, story 
the witnessing for Christ because God wants you to help us. I believe that is God's plan. Therefore, I am here. Thank you very much. Amen. Sure, absolutely. Brother Johnny, you good for something back there, amen. All right, all right. Does anybody have a question? Maybe a question you'd like to ask. Not everybody at one time. Any questions? What do you think, Brother Travis? All right, good question. Yeah. Thank you for your question. See, India uh, is a Hindu country. Uh, they do not allow us to make a, like this your church. They don't allow us to build big church. Uh, therefore, we have house churches. House churches. Once I tried to build a church, but Hindu people came and burned down my church. So, we cannot build churches in Hindu villages. So we have house churches. Uh, we do like this. We send the church planters to villages and that church planter go to non-Christian villages and find out the man of peace with prayer and fasting. And when he find out the man of peace, he talk with them and talk with him and he calls other people to his house and there he gave the gospel, and there he started a prayer and a fellowship. And from there he started a church. So likewise, we start the house churches. Uh, in house churches, uh, 20 to 30 people gathered together in a house. So that is the church. And uh, some people cannot uh, gather together in a house. They gather together under the tree somewhere. And they gather together somewhere on the roadside, on the river bank. Uh, they gathered together somewhere in the school room. Like that. This is the size of our churches. So we have reached out 1,800 villages. So in 108,000 villages, we have house churches. So we want to reach out all the villages as soon as possible. Brother Doug told me that, that when they say 20, they could be 60, in, in, but they only count baptized believers. Yes. Yeah. Only count baptized believers. So it could be more than that. That's, sure. that's not American, is it? Amen. Yeah. Uh, we count dogs, fleas. We, <laughs> we count everything. Uh, uh, can yes. you say a little more yeah. about yes, the man yes. of peace? I know what the man of peace yes. is because I'm talking to Brother Doug. Explain to man them what peace the man of peace is. Man of peace is uh, like this, uh, that actually... Uh, we found like that, before we reach that village, God has prepared that man already. Mm -hmm. He see vision or he see dreams or 
he has something inside to know about jesus somehow he is ready to hear the gospel like that many people got prepared in the villages well like uh, one story i uh, i have that one of our church planter went to a village so he went to a house that god spoke to his heart that enter in this house so he went to that house so that house was the house of the village headman village headman so village headman uh, came to meet this man uh, our church planter when he entered the house you know, when he knocked that house uh, knocked at the door of that house so village headman asked him uh, hello whom you want so he said yes uh, god told me to meet you in this house yeah i was waiting for you come in yeah. <laughs> see that was the prepared man sure. in that village no he said yes i was waiting for you come in you remember peter and cornelius that's it yeah so mm-hmm. he goes in uh, his house and sit and he call his family and he, uh all his family listened about gospel and that day that family accepted lord jesus christ from there the church started now there are 30 baptized people <laughs> see and another story we have uh, one uh, you know church planter uh, we sent to a village and and uh, you know uh, one lady uh, there was standing uh, on the road looking for somebody so uh, this church planter he went to the, to that road that lady as soon as saw this church planter she asked are you the man of jesus he said yes i am this man of jesus i i am sent to your village ah can your jesus heal water buffalo and then this self <laughs> plunder didn't know how to say what to say huh? he that. said yes yes uh, our god can do anything <laughs> for our god nothing is impossible yes he said like that then this uh, woman grabbed his hand and pulled him inside the house <laughs> and took him to that water buffalo was sleeping <laughs> sitting huh? inside Uh, and then he, she told him that you pray for this water buffalo this water buffalo is uh, sick since uh, seven days <laughs> this water buffalo was not eating since seven days mm, see so uh, the church planter he didn't know what to do <laughs> just prayed for water buffalo <laughs> lord jesus <laughs> please heal this water buffalo <laughs> please 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 heal this water buffalo <laughs> because i know with you nothing is impossible yes yes in jesus name amen he said <laughs> he said yeah jesus is able to heal your water buffalo okay go hmm. he came out and it was uh, unbelievable 
this man, this uh, uh, church planter, he went away. And he was afraid of this lady. <laughs> if this water fellow will not heal, then <laughs> they will <laughs> beat him or kill him. So <laughs> he was so much afraid. But after one week, he went on that way uh, very, very scarily. And then this woman was looking for someone like that. And then immediately when she saw this church planter, she asked, Hey, where have you been? I've been looking for you. Uh, so he was <laughs> so much afraid of her. <laughs> what she will do to me now? <laughs> and uh, this uh, uh, woman said, you know, have you remembered that uh, you prayed for our water buffalo? Water buffalo is healed by your prayer. Come on, come on, come on. She took him in the house and she called all her neighbor ladies. See, come, that man who prayed for my water buffalo and healed, he has come. Come, come. Tell, uh, hear, hear him what he says. So he got opportunity to tell the gospel. And hold that woman except Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a whole woman became Christian yeah. and their men also came follow him. <laughs> follow them. <laughs> so their whole village become Christian. Like that we are planting churches. It's God's work. Wonderful work going on in India. Because it is God's time. God wants to reach the unrich people. And, and you got to understand that many of the places over have no written language. That's right. And the only way they they hear or have any concept of the Word of God is usually through these through these proclaimers. No written language. God is speaking directly to these people. God's not waiting on us. That's right. We've dropped the ball in America and getting the gospel out. God is moving. Sure. And yes. we we have no concept in America because we're spoiled rotten. Mm -hmm. We have ten Bibles per family. Uh, 15 channels that have church on it, 15 radio stations, a church on every corner, and these people have nothing. And they're waiting on God. Yes. They're waiting on somebody. Yes. Anybody else? Brother, Pastor O'Neill, do you have any question or anything? Yeah, some uh, area they are very receptive and some area very much opposing. They are not uh, opened yet. So we have to go to reach them, those who are open, those who are receptive. We have to look unto the uh, open door as God lead us. We see like that and we reach them. Thank you for the question. Yes, please. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, our church planter, when they uh, go to Belize, when the, they found the man of peace, he stay whole day with them. And once in a week, after accepting Christ, once in a week, he goes and stay whole day with them. Like that, they're uh, trying to disciple them to multiply, reproduce, and to 
reach out other non-Christians. Yeah, we are training like that. Our training is training to the people to reach out for reproducing, to multiply, so that we can reach out others soon. Also, that make yes. sure the work continues yeah. and make sure the people are reaching out and multiplying. Yes, so we, we have uh, people, uh, as you say, runner. We, we have people that uh, those who are uh, appointed to go and check the churches, they are really planted or not. They are really there or not. Um, because many pastors and many evangelists, they report uh, they have planted churches, but uh, most of the time it's found that it is not true, but we are not doing like that. We are checking it, really, the churches planted. So then only we report. Then only we uh, make sure that, yes, the church is there. And it is true. Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat your question so everybody can hear it. Uh, how are the how are the new Christians responding to the persecution? Are they Yeah, now in the village, uh, we have always persecution because majority Hindu people. But when the person and the family come to Christ, they really believe in Jesus Christ as me. I was, uh, you know, converted from Hindu background. Uh, I, I was persecuted. My faith was strong in the Lord and I stood firm in the Lord. And I don't care the persecution. I didn't care the persecution. I, I didn't care even the, uh, people tried to kill me. I didn't care even the people tried to destroy everything. Because Christ inside me was always giving me the assurance. Because Christ is the living inside. That makes me want to preach right there. Yeah. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> Do you see the difference in the concept of Christianity? Yeah. In America, God is a side note. God is a, if we have time, we'll, we'll give God some of it. But there, when you become a Christian, God is everything. Everything else becomes a side note. God becomes everything. If if we we think we're being persecuted, if the air conditioner don't work. I mean, and it's and it's sad that the American church has got to that place. Sure. You know, I, I see a question over here. Yes, ma'am.
And you were raised Hindu all of your life. How did you know to, to call on? Did you, had you had any kind of Christian background? Had any, anybody ever told you? How did that take Never. place? Because uh, I told you that because I needed help for my wife's sickness, nobody was there from Hindu God and goddesses. I cried out for help and I went to several temples and to several Hindu priests. There was no solution. Nobody could help me. So I had in mind that if there is God, really, he will surely help me. I had that in mind. And if not God, then they will not help. My wife will die. So that made me to cry out to God like that. Are you really there? If you are, please help me. Because I was very badly in need of help. So I cried out. And the very next day, a yeah, and the very, came to very next day, evangelist came to me. So that proven that God is there. That proven that God loves and wants to help. So God is always there to help. You see, even countries with false religions, God, and I think it's in, in Ecclesiastes, it says that God put in every human being sure. something there. That's why, that's why people worship cows and worship stars. They're going to worship something because God put it in them to that's look. Right. They know there's something there. They just don't know what it is. That's right. They just yeah. don't know what it is and where to yeah. find it. That's right. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we baptism in we, we uh, baptize the people when they are confessing Jesus as their personal savior and when they say that Jesus has forgiven me my sin and now I am born again in Lord Jesus Christ I have Jesus inside me yes I am sure I am saved then only we give him water baptism Marson we don't uh, sprinkle, we don't uh, baptize uh, in the uh, baptism pool or anywhere. We took them to river. <laughs> we, we take them to river and baptize in the river. Amen. Let's Any question? Go down okay. to the river. <laughs> yes, ma'am. How do, you, oh. how do you teach the children? We teach children to believe in Jesus and obey Jesus and try to live as Jesus lived. Try to be obedient to their parents as their parents believe in Jesus, as their parents obey Jesus. Okay? Amen. Amen. David <laughs> mentioned the two children. One of them, that is... Uh, yeah. An evangelist now? Yes, yes. And one of them yes. a nurse. Yeah. Uh, we had actually 20 orphan children. 
Now, out of that 20, one uh, girl become nurse, uh, grown up and uh, graduated as nurse, and now she is nurse. And uh, two grown-up boys, they, they were graduated from the Bible college. Now they are uh, serving the Lord. Two boys, uh, grown-up boys, they are now working for the Lord. Amen. Now 17 more we have. Yes. Yeah. We are trying to bring up them also. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yes, sir. Say it real loud so I can hear. Yes, we have Bible. We have Bible, our uh, own uh, language. But uh, some language we don't have, like uh, Mithili. Now it is on process to uh, translation. It's uh, on pro translation now. And uh, we don't have, uh, like, uh, Mundari language, so we don't have Bible. And Bhil uh, language, so we don't have uh, Bible. We have so many. In India, more than the 500 language speaking people group <laughs> so i'm having we have, hard enough time with english yeah. <laughs> we have Amen. we have so many people <laughs> all right yes ma'am can american missionaries when they come to india can they come as missionaries or do they have to come as on a different visa Ah, oh, that is a big question. Yes, you cannot come as a missionary. Mm -hmm. India will not allow you to come if you uh, try to apply missionary visa. You have to come on, the, you know, tourist visa <laughs> or business visa. <laughs> India will not allow you. Oh. Because in India, no conversion bill is ticked already. <laughs> yeah. You cannot convert anybody to Christianity. If somebody is reported... Uh, that uh, someone is converting people to Christianity, but he will be arrested and will be put in jail. Yeah. But God is there, God is protecting us, and uh, nobody is reporting till now. We are saved. Amen. I saw another hand in the back, I think. Yes, sir. Is, is there any organizations that are sending Bibles in? Yeah, there is uh, uh, Gideon Bibles organization. So they are giving us the New Testament Bibles, not the complete Bibles. Uh, because uh, it's cost a lot. So they're sending us New Testament Bible freely, of course. And we are distributing that. New Testament Bibles. We're sending, we're raising money too with proclaimers. Uh, uh, last year, I think last year, the year before last week. Yes. How much, how much did we raise for that, Brother Dustin? Do you remember what the final, right at $40,000 we, we raised to send proclaimers? And uh -huh. how many of y'all know what I'm saying when I say a proclaimer? How many of you don't know what I'm saying when I say proclaimer? All right. Uh, these are little, they look like little radios, but they have a wind-up for electricity. They have a solar panel for electricity, or you could plug it in because you go into remote 
villages where there's no electricity or anything, and it's and instead of a radio, you hit the button, and it and all it does is record the word of God in the language of of the people that you sent it to, the Matili language or to whoever, wherever it is. We we've sent them to several different countries, but it's it's it gives the ability for the church planner to take the take the proclaimer and set it up, and and here's the word of God. Yes, uh, that's are uh, helping our church planters to preach the gospel in that uh, proclaimer of what they do uh, they take to the villages and put in the marketplace somewhere up and play that proclaimer and people listen they they surprise where from that sound comes <laughs> and when they come to know that it is uh, from somewhere that they, they all get together and they listen and it te- uh, give them opportunity to tell about Jesus. Yeah. And many the of them can't read anyway. Yeah. So if they had the text in their written language, they wouldn't be able to read it. So the proclaimers, yeah. again, are the, yeah. probably the best it's a helping tool them. out there. Amen. Yes. Faith cometh by it's a, hearing. That's right. Hearing. Yeah. Amen. It's a helping. Thank you for helps. Amen. Pastor O'Neill. Yeah. Only one year they're given to plant a church. They're given only one year to plant a church. Because our course, Timothy Initiative course, is uh, planted for one year. In one year they have to plant church. Then only they will receive uh, graduation. They will be uh, given the certificate. Otherwise, they will not receive certificate. They will not be graduated. That's why we teach them the every man to reach at least two person. So if he is not reaching every month two person, in the beginning he cannot reach the twenty person. He cannot plant church. So if he is not obedient to reach two person in a month, we are not training him. We drove him. We based our training on obediency. He must be first faithful and obedience reliable and trustworthy and ability of teaching. Then only we train him and then only we send him. Okay, please. Yeah. We, we spend whole day in a week in that house where they are getting together. Every week they go and meet, leaving aside all their work. That is the holy day. And they come together and learn the Bible there. The scripture, they read and teach, they learn there together. A year. A year. year. Complete year. For a whole year. It goes on, on. For one year. Yeah. Every week. (laughs) Every week for one year. Continuously. And from that church, again next year, we select one trainer from that church. You will train another 20 believers. 
from that church to plant another 20 churches. So we are training the trainers. Amen. Church, say amen. Okay. This is the proclaimer. This is the proclaimer. It's got yes. a uh, solar panel wind up, and it's not been charged up, or I'll let you hear the Matilly language, the word of God in Matilly language. That's what's on this one. Uh, but this is what you raised money to buy, and we were able to send several thousands of these over overseas yes. to the mission field. All right, anybody else have a question real quick because I want to do something. Yes, ma'am. How oh. do they get these? No, your pastors like Stanley, Pastor Dog, they came with team on tourist visa. <laughs> don't, don't put it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they came on tourist visa and they uh, brought it to cool us. Cool radio right here. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave it to them. Gave, gave it to us. <laughs> All okay. right. Real quick, real quick, Miss Veronica, real loud. How long does it last? It, wow. As far as I'm, I don't know. I don't know. We've uh, we. No, it's a uh, it's a one hour play of the gospel. <clears throat> David, she's talking about yeah. how, how well do they hold up with a high humidity in India. Uh, yeah. I don't know of more than one no. or two that's ever uh, been brought back. More, more than one hour people won't listen also. Uh, on the marketplace, it's a very hot, open place, and a sunny day, people cannot stand more than one hour. So this proclaimer used to Play only one hour. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I think that's all the questions. Here's what we want to do. Uh, obviously, there's no question about it. I, I believe with all my heart the reason God is moving the way he is in countries that are just learning about God is because they really believe him. And when they pray, they really believe he's going to do what they're praying for. How many of y'all would agree with that? Say amen. Uh, so I want to do this. I want us, I want us to pray guys. Don't even worry about that. Don't even worry about that. Don't even worry about that. Uh, uh, I want to do this. We've been, uh, pastor, we've been, uh, fasting, uh, for our revival coming up. We've been, we're about halfway through a 21 day fast and, and, uh, been really praying for that. And I want you to pray for our church. I want you to pray for revival. Okay. I, I want to do this as many as will, if you'll come and let's just, let's just get around this altar. How many of y'all believe God answers prayer? How many of y'all have a need that needs to be prayed for right now? Amen. Well, let's, let's find a place. And, 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 and kneel here. We're going to pray for each other. I pray for our country. God knows our country needs prayer. We're going to pray for our, our missionaries. And, and uh, I think it would be a, a real honor uh, for this man of God to pray for us. Would y'all agree? Say amen. 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 So just come on, come on up. Find a place. If it's too crowded in the front, just, just kneel where you are. And, uh, and, and let's ask, let's just pray together. God can hear our prayers at the same time. Let's just pray together and ask God to, to, to do something for us. Pastor. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you, O oh Lord. You have brought me here, Lord Jesus, to 
be witness for you o lord jesus you have given me the testimony to share to your people o lord jesus i have shared the testimony lord jesus that you have given to me lord jesus lord you have blessed these brothers and sisters here in this church lord jesus lord i pray lord let your grace and mercy be abundantly upon them lord jesus let your blessings be abundant upon them lord jesus oh lord open up the flood gates of heaven and shower the blessings upon them lord jesus so that they can help more and more to the unreached people lord jesus to reach out so that they can do much more lord jesus to bring people in your kingdom lord jesus lord i thank you for giving the good health thank you for giving us divine protection and security i stand before your throne of grace near your mercy seat on your precious blood o lord jesus lord let your holy spirit touch each and every one of us lord jesus tonight change us completely lord jesus and heal us lord jesus from every problems and every difficulties lord jesus and lord lead us and guide us in your will lord jesus so that we can do all things according to thy will to fulfill your great commission by winning the souls bringing them unto your kingdom in jesus name i pray amen Let's all stand. Everyone stand while they find their place. Uh <clears throat> uh everyone find your place. Brother Mick, if y'all want to go ahead and 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 get them now. I was, was going to do something a little different, but we'll do this. I want to give everybody opportunity if you want to. Uh uh we're going to uh take up a love offering for brother uh Dave into the ministry there and uh and and I, just come on up and and I want you to I want you to pray and if God wants you to give if not that's fine uh, uh we're going to we're going to do something for him and uh I tell you what I I am I don't know about you but this really this really humbles me and and not just not just humbles me but really convicts me about uh the American church and and where we are and what we need and uh and i pray this is no accident there's no accident that god